That's what joy is. And so, and going back to, you know, um, uh, when we, when we are talking about willpower, you know, I, I think willpower personally lives on the disconnected side of your emotional brain because it's like, you can't have this. You can't do that. You can't, it's a can't, it's a can't. That is in the disconnected side versus when we're on the connected side, instead of thinking about it as willpower, we're thinking about it as power. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmet. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello, and welcome to episode 129 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And before we dive into our episode, we have a few quick announcements. We know summer is here, which is so exciting, and that can mean vacations and parties and barbecues, and it's a time of year that we all look forward to so much, but often we are overindulging in a lot of activities, and sometimes you can find yourself feeling weighed down and sluggish, and maybe your kids are off of school, and so it becomes a little bit harder to prioritize our own health and wellness during the summertime. So to help you remove toxic buildup within the body and to feel and look your best this summer season, why not take one week from the summer to do something your body will thank you for and join our seven-day functional medicine community liver detox. Um, We've been doing these for multiple years now and we have tons of detox alumni, as we like to call them, and we are starting our seven-day detox on Sunday, July 24th, but you can really do it whenever it works with your schedule. We know summer can be more challenging to commit to a detox with travel plans and social gatherings and all kinds of other things going on, but we have lots of ways to modify it. Um, You don't have to do all the fasting days to receive all of the benefits and We also have a new program set up where you can do it anytime that it actually works in your schedule. So click the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us July 24th for our seven-day liver detox. And also, if you're one of our regular listeners, you may have heard about our new monthly episode format called our Health Transformation Audit, where we're bringing our community members onto our show for a 15-minute experience where we guide you to identify what's holding you back from your ideal health and wellness. And we'll analyze with you so you can walk away with really tangible action steps. And as integrative health practitioners and health coaches, we love doing this kind of work with you. Check out our episodes 121 and 126 to hear from two of our community members um, who already came on the show for their health transformation audit. And even better, we would love to have you on. So click the link in our show notes and sign up for your 15-minute health transformation audit. And now I'm beyond excited to share today's guest, 
Rini Cavallari, known as a dynamo who colors outside the lines and called the No Bullshit Coach, Rini is an award-winning organizational anthropologist and member of the prestigious National Speakers Association. She is the owner of four companies, most notably the founder of Aspire, a globally awarded leadership development, training, and strategic growth firm, along with the RCI Institute, an awakening human potential research and leadership lab. For over 25 years, Rini has worked with thousands of leaders and entrepreneurs around the globe to help their companies be better at what they do by providing practical, action-oriented applications and proven processes to improve performance. She's a Philly girl with a serious wanderlust problem, an aspiring jazz flutist, passionate cook, and the author of six books with her latest, Head Trash, The Leading Killer of Human Potential, an Amazon bestseller that recently won the best new business book from the prestigious Hollywood Book Festival Awards. You are going to love this episode where we discuss awakening human potential, what is head trash and where does it come from and how does it undermine our confidence, ways to look at life with a new lens, three steps to silence head trash and gain clarity, and also when you learn how to manage and dump your head trash, you can really change the quality of your life. So we cannot wait to dive into this conversation with Rini today. First, a quick word from our sponsor, Thrive Chiropractic. I was first introduced to Thrive Chiropractic over five years ago for kinesiology-based food sensitivity testing. I was so amazed by this non-invasive and inexpensive technique that I took my son to have testing done, which confirmed some of his food sensitivities. Both my son and I now have regular tune-ups, and even my leery husband has felt the immense benefits from receiving chiropractic care, including cupping. With over 25 years of clinical experience, the doctors at Thrive Chiropractic, located in Minnetonka, Minnesota, combine their passion for wellness with a strong expertise in effective treatment approaches. When you first come to Thrive Chiropractic, the doctors are focused on helping you feel better as soon as possible, and they recognize that one type of treatment or technique does not work for everyone. Your comprehensive exam, personal goals, and individual concerns Help the doctors tailor your custom treatment plan for maximum results. Thrive Chiropractic's integrative approach offers holistic and effective healthcare with a full spectrum of complementary products and services, including acupuncture, massage, food sensitivity testing, CBD, and premium supplements. As a special offer, Thrive Chiropractic would like to invite listeners of our podcast to experience the gift of health with a $25 new patient visit, which includes the initial consultation, a comprehensive exam, any necessary x-rays, and first adjustments. Simply visit the site at www.thrivechiromn.com or call 952-746-5612 and reference the Arts of Living Well podcast. When you're seeking effective, non-invasive treatment approaches to support your health goals, let Thrive Chiropractic be your partner in wellness. Call or book online today. Hey, Art of Living Well fans, it's Meredith from the podcast Meredith for Real, The Curious Introvert. I talk with paradoxical people who share unlikely lessons, like the woman who lives with her ex-husband, their teenagers, and his new wife, episode 124. If you like personal development and are ready to grow outside the algorithm, 
Come visit me at Meredith for Real, the curious introvert, wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. Here are your hosts, the empowering problem solvers, Marnie and Stephanie. Hi, Rini. We're so happy to have you here today. So everyone has a story, and we would love for you to share, in a nutshell, how you came to be the founder and CEO of Aspire, a transformational training company that specializes in shifting human behavior and awakening human potential. I know you also speak all around the globe, and now you've authored another book called Head Trash, um, The Leading Killer of Human Potential, and I love the title, by the way. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. It is so wonderful to be here. Um, For me, I started working with people decades ago, and I was in corporate America. I'd done the corporate climb, and I actually had an opportunity to become a partner in a firm, and it literally woke me up because I realized that the work I was about to do um, on, you know, and really, because, you know, when you become a partner, you're, you're married. And I realized, like, this isn't what I see my life's work as being. And it was really hard struggle for me because as a woman, you know, it was 28 years ago. So there weren't those opportunities. And I really struggled with walking away from something that was, you know, definitely breaking a ceiling. And I was sitting with a girlfriend at dinner and she said, so you know, like you just resigned? And I said, yeah. And I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm a strategist. So like, I always have a plan. I get up in the morning and I have a plan. And so I'm sitting at dinner and she says, so what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, someone's bound to hire me. And she said, no, you should start your own firm. And that is literally, we're still friends. Her name is Brenda Xline. I just caught up with her in New York last week. And so we've had, you know, decades of friendship. And, and she, because of that, I ended up looking at what are the things that really, uh, you know, that I love. And that's what I've been doing for the last 27 years. Amazing. That is so uh, amazing. It, yeah, it was, it, you know, it, and, and so the work is really about awakening human potential. That's really what we do, whether it's training or leadership development work, Um, Or we do quite a bit of culture building work. So we'll work with organizations on building their service culture. Um, And I personally coach and I love that work. And I especially love it right now because times are tricky. There's no doubt about it. So should we dive right in a little bit and talk about your book, Head Trash? Um, It just maybe we just set the stage for everyone. What is it that you define as head trash? So head trash are those nasty little voices that undermine your confidence that, you know, they can keep you up at night, uh, that tape, that nasty tape, and they truly, you know, suck your energy and even your potential. And so part of the years of working with leaders and, and talented people around the globe, what we came to understand is that competency is something we all strive for. We all want to be good at it. Even if you think about cooking, like I'm a cook. And I, even that meal, like I I might have made a good meal last night, but if tonight's meal isn't good, like I really want it to be good. We all want to be competent. And we identified that there are really three things for us to be competent at anything. And that first and foremost is mindset. 
And the second, of course, is skills set. You have to have skills. And then third is process set. That's how you create that ability to consistently do something. And so I really became intrigued by mindset because we, I would work with so many people, including myself, where I would be held back by my own thoughts. Like, that's crazy. Why would we do that? The world is tricky enough. And so I really became curious about how do we as an organization and me as a, a coach and a friend, et cetera, and a human for myself, how do I learn to shift out of those negative thoughts and, and really be in a state where I'm at my best, where I'm collaborating and I'm, I'm in, you know, curious and I feel positivity and ultimately joy because success really equals joy. Mm, I love that. I couldn't, could not agree more. Well, and the definition of success is so broad, right? Like, you know, there's work success, there's personal success, there's just joyful success. Like you said, like it's a very broad definition. So I love that yeah, too. Yeah. You know, if I, I just look at it like, it was my day successful. Well, if I was in joy most of the day, if I was happy and enjoying myself, like just hanging out with you guys, it's just, it, if you start your day in that space and then you build on that, and then at the end of the day, you move into gratitude, you'll find yourself living more on what I refer to in the book is the connected side of your emotional brain. You see, we all have a physical brain that we know of, you know, that's telling our bodies what to do. But our emotional brain is running our show. It's mm -hmm. running our life. And the emotional brain has two sides. It has a connected side, which is positivity and, and our ability to have clarity and to be productive and to contribute, um, even to breathe effectively, right? To, to not be feeling overwhelmed. Where our disconnected side of our emotional brain is where we feel overwhelmed. We worry. We have all the way up to fear. We might have anger. When we're in that side, we lose clarity. And when we lose clarity, we don't take productive action. And so through years of research and working with literally tens of thousands of people, we were able to identify this emotional brain and how do you shift people? Because when you're working with people, and they're in the connected side of their emotional brain, they can do anything. But when they're in the disconnected side of their emotional brain, and we've all seen it, I'm sure you guys have seen like this person who's amazing, but they can't get out of their own way. And it's that they're stuck in the disconnected side of their emotional brain. I have never heard it described like that. I love how you broke it up. Um, I feel like I've definitely been in my disconnected side of my emotional brain quite a bit. Um, can you dive in and start to talk about like, so how do you work with people to shift from the disconnected side to the connected side? Like, Well, first of all, anything, uh, everything we're talking about, you can go to dumpheadtrash.com and under resources, there's a whole bunch of free resources. So I, because people are visual. So um, there's a visual and it says, own it, shift it, dump it. And that's really the cycle of how you, move out of your head trash. So you have varying degrees of head trash. So it could be as simple as you can have head trash because someone cuts you off on, on the road, you know, and you just, you know, you can look at it two ways. 
you can, because things happen, right? And so yeah. you decide whether you go to the connected side or you disconnected side. So on the connected side, I would just go, whoa, I'm, they're in a rush. Let them get ahead of me. On the disconnected side, well, I'm from Philly. You can imagine what I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of words, very entertaining graphically. You yeah. know, of course, I'm only five foot one. So like, you know, in a car, I might say something, <laughs> but not to anyone. I'd be too afraid. But anyway, you go to that disconnected side. So here's how first is you have to own it. You have to know that you're having these negative thoughts. And what tends to happen, but like, especially, have you ever been like awake at night and you can't stop that tape? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you keep going in and you keep going in. So first you have to acknowledge, okay, I'm in my trash. And once you do that, you can do what we call shift. And there's three ways to shift out of your head trash. One way is to change your environment. So you might be in the thick of something and you have to change your environment. And that allows you, it's kind of like that, go take a walk around the block, Mm -hmm. uh, which actually always works. I always say after I take a walk around the block, why didn't I do that sooner? Right. <laughs> no idea. And the totally. second is to check. The second way is to check in with who you hang with is who you become. So if you're at home and someone, when you anchor that head trash, that might not be helpful for you because it's anchoring in, right? So are you with people who are keeping you open and curious to the possibilities? Because things happen in life. And we think they might be terrible, but they really have something else. And we just have to have faith. But those two are kind of easy. The real one with meat is what I call shift questions. You see, the quality of our life is about the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. So if, if something happens and I ask myself, you know, why did that person cut me off or why did someone quit or what is, you know, what is wrong with these people, you know, that they're making these decisions. Those are going to keep me in the disconnected side of my emotional brain. Where when you have shift questions, shift questions literally shift your potential. So like if I'm really upset about something, um, I will ask myself this question. It helps me so much. It's, I call it my pocket question. Like I pull it out of my pocket and it is, who do I want to be right now? Mm -hmm. because that makes me so let's go back to the simple thing of a car which is kind of a ridiculous example but we can have head trash over anything um and so all of a sudden who do I want to be right now well rolling down my window and and you know expressing myself is probably not really who I want to be and so it might be in the moment like a good fantasy but it's probably not who I really want to be or when I ask a question, let's say there's an issue at my work and I'm, you know, something isn't working or there's a client challenge or, you know, we've made mistakes. You're like, this is just light. And so I will ask the question, okay, what's the first thing we can do to make progress? Versus imagine this question, what happened here? So a lot of times we ask what happened here thinking we're helping understand the problem. But it actually puts everyone in the disconnected side of their emotional brain and we get stuck in there. Well, what happened here? And then blame and shame, which lives in the disconnected side of your emotional brain comes up and, and our creativity, we're like, 
well, we can't do this and we can't do that. And well, yes, but, and all that lives over that disconnected side. But if we can ask those kind of powerful questions, and again, at dumpheadtrash.com, you can get, there's a whole list of shift questions um, that you can just really go to. And I go to them all the time. Like I, I, you know, you know, I have one, you know, what matters most to me right now? That, that is powerful. Me. Yeah. I love what matters most to me right now, because like if I, you know, I'm married, my husband, Armand, we get to a thing, you know, and I, if I can stop myself and say, what matters most right now? I get out of my, yeah, but you didn't take the trash out yesterday or whatever right. nonsense <laughs> right. I was talking about. Like, you know, but then uh, the question for you, is your partner doing that as well? Doesn't or it matter. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right? Because it's only the trash in your head. Right. You can't control his head trash. Yeah, right. That's the beauty is that when you ask yourself those questions, you can also shift other people. And this is where head trap, the the book itself was so emotionally um, important to me, Mm -hmm. is that when we learn to shift it for ourselves, not only do we feel better, we then have the ability, because from the connected side of our emotional brain, we can shift other people mm-hmm. and that's where our power is. So we can say things like when someone, you know, when it, uh, let's say Armand or, you know, my daughter, something is going on and they're really upset. And I'm, I move into my own head trash. because, Of course, I'm worried about my daughter. Let's just say, you know, she's upset about something. I'm worried about her. I can get my own head trash. Who did this? And how yes. did that happen? And oh my gosh, you know, blah, 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 craziness, right? And then if I just shift myself into, okay, how can I be the best mom right now? Then I can ask her a question like, how can I help you? Or what's the first thing you think you can do to improve the situation? Um, and that's, you know, so, go ahead. I was just going to say that's so much more valuable. Like I had a thing with my daughter yesterday And I immediately was like, oh, like exactly what you were doing. It's like the mama bear comes out and you just want to, you just want to get in there and protect your kid or do whatever. But then you have all these scenarios going through your head and that's not really helpful to anybody. And I think what you said is so, it's so common. And that's where these questions come into play Mm -hmm. because your intention is pure. Like you want to help your kid, right? Or whatever the situation is. But I love the other question you said, who do I want to be right now? And I think that one, especially, I mean, for anyone, but I'm just thinking for parents, since we're on this topic here, who do you want to be for your kids? So do you want to overreact and have this reaction and ask these questions that are going to take you to like the blame and shame? Or do you want to be that person for your kids so that they then pick up, like you said, you have this ripple effect and when you're in connected brain and then you're having this effect on others. I think just asking yourself those few questions when you're in the moment before you, you know, think, ask yourself a question before you speak. Could right. so powerful. I'm just thinking of so many scenarios in my own personal life. Me too. This would be very beneficial. I'm going to print out the list, Rini, and put it up all <laughs> over my house so my kids have it too. Yeah. And you know, you don't need a whole bunch of them. Like, no. I also ask this question. Another question that I love is what matters most now? Yeah. I wrote what that matters one down. most now? Yeah. Because I get, I, then I don't get all like making a mountain out of a molehill and I can right. do it. You know, people ask me, why did you write a book on head trash? I'm like, I'm a bloody expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, 
plenty. And so, but when you really learn, and so if you go back to own it, shift it, dump it, which was your original question, Stephanie, is that once you shift into the connected side of your emotional brain, now you can move into productive action. Mm -hmm. You see, okay, so on the disconnected side, we have high levels of emotional stress. So if you can visualize this or write or draw it, if you have an arrow going down underneath it, right, emotional stress, the goal is when you shift is you decrease your emotional stress and that allows for clarity. So if you have a line going across, like an arrow going across, you gain clarity. When you gain clarity, now an arrow going up, which is productive action. So we're being productive in our action versus reactive interaction or mm-hmm. having our ego define our reaction. So back to that silly, the guy just cut me off on the highway. My ego is like, who do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. Judgment, judgment. I'll talk about, you know, if the car is nice, I'll talk about, well, just because you have a nice car. If the car is trashy, yeah. I'll talk about, you know, just because you have a trashy car. You're like, you know, like it's complete nonsense. It's unproductive and it sucks our energy. And so the the importance of the shift, whether it's environment or who you hang with, and most importantly, to really understand and know those shift questions. And for me, when that comes up in the middle of the night and something is going on, because you can't stop life. And Lord knows, we have learned in the last two years that we don't have control and nothing (laughs) makes us more upset than a lack of control. Mm-hmm. We're all control freaks. It's just, we want to control what we want to control. So, you know, you, know, you might con- want to control something different than what I want to control. So you'll look at me and go, why are you, she's such a control freak over that. It's just that, but we're all, we don't like it when we don't have control. And so that feeling of insecurity, when we don't have control, disconnected side of your emotional brain. Mm. So when a person kind of starts to, get better at taking out their head trash, how do they, um, how do they awaken their potential? Like, how does that lead to um, diving into that potential more, I guess? Yes. So when we have clarity and we're taking productive action, all of a sudden we're looking at our life from a different lens because we're on the connected side of our emotional brain. So when we're on that connected side, Um, all of a sudden, you know, we look at health and we say, well, you know, like this morning, maybe I will lift those weights. Like we get into healthy patterns and healthy habits, you know, um, when we're in that connected side. So, you know, when I'm in the disconnected side, so let's say I wake up in the morning and I read my email, which I no longer do. I go right to my email. It throws me in the disconnected side because there's bound to have been something, you know, I have a global company. Something went wrong somewhere. (laughs) And if I go to that, I throw myself in the disconnected side. Then I move into, I don't have time for my yoga. I don't have time for my meditation. I don't have time. Versus when I wake up, I, I don't even get out of bed without taking a moment to breathe. And like little simple things, like I feel accomplished if I breathe in, hold it five, breathe out, do it again. Then I meditate. Sometimes I'll meditate for 10 minutes. Other times I'm lucky enough to have 30 minutes. I always have a guided meditation. 
but it decreases my emotional stress. Remember those arrows? Mm -hmm. So I'm proactively creating an environment for myself that's decreasing my emotional stress. It doesn't mean that the emails are going away. It's just where I'm going to come from. So I do yoga almost every day. So yoga helps me or I do my little workout of some kind because it makes me feel accomplished. That's on the connected side of my emotional brain. Then I move into, okay, what's my day look like? And I do things like I prepped yesterday for today. That helps me not feel overwhelmed first thing in the morning because Mm -hmm. I know I'll be in the disconnected side of my emotional brain. You see, we actually control our emotional brain through the habits and, and how we utilize our time to you know, feed our soul. So back to the question of like, how does it awaken your potential? Well, well, face it. I, I don't know about you. Like I can't stand running. Actually, the, the only time I run is if someone were chasing me. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't particularly like to work out. I don't like that, but I know for my health and wellness standpoint, I must, you guys know that you're in that business, but it's about helping me be in the connected side. What are the things I do like to do? I love yoga. I love to hike. Finding the things I love that make me bring me to my connected side gets me high, more highly likely to do it. That's why not one, you know, um, what I hate to say diet because I don't mean diet like lose pounds diet, like how you're managing your health or your yeah. food intake diet. Yeah. Does it like what is it that everyone needs? And then when we serve that in a healthy way, we're in the connected side. There's where our potential is. Mm-hmm. This is so, fascinating because Marty and I work with clients one-on-one and it's all about figuring out what intrinsically motivates them and getting them to change the habit. And I never really thought about it from the standpoint of this connected brain. And so in order for them to create these new healthy habits or, you know, find the, you know, a lot of people talk about willpower, which I think is, you know, is not necessarily um, what's holding you back is not having willpower, but it's getting connected and being on this connected side of your brain that then will enable you to want to wake up in the morning and do something for yourself, whatever that is for you. Well, and I oh, love absolutely. how you said, how do you use your time to feed your soul? Like yes. at the end of the day, everybody needs to answer that question, right? Like mm-hmm. that is the question in my mind of, of everything. Like, Right. That's what joy is. Yes. And so... And yeah. going back to, you know, um, uh, when we, when we are talking about willpower, you know, I, I think willpower personally lives on the disconnected side of your emotional brain because it's like, you can't have this. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't, it's a can't, it's a can't that uh-huh. is in the disconnected side mm-hmm. versus when we're on the connected side, instead of thinking about it as willpower, we're thinking about it as, it as power. So when I, um, like I've been working on this intermittent fasting and Mm -hmm. I I just started it like in the last couple of weeks and I really like it. First of all, I never liked breakfast and always only ate it because everyone said you had to have breakfast. Like it was like, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the food groups of dairy and wheat and all that stuff, which I personally am like, eh. So, but I, when I started working on it, it was, it's just a pattern for me. And so it wasn't about not having breakfast. It was about um, burning my fuel better. So I feel good and I feel more, I feel good. Mm-hmm. And that became, becomes not to, not to take from my 
food approach, but to give me food approach. And like, and then someone said, and you can eat between this time and this time, and you can have this, this, and I was like, oh, done, easy, <laughs> you know? But when I looked at it as uh, from a different perspective, it was in the disconnected side of my emotional brain. And we don't change from the disconnected side. And by the way, the people we hang with don't change from the disconnected side either. So when we, uh, when like people are feeling down and, or, or bad, it's natural to want to help them shift. But when there are people around that keep pushing people down and there are people who do that, mm-hmm. then you got to look at who you're hanging with because they are taking away your personal power. And that like, there's no joy in that. There's no upside to that. How does a person know if they're hanging with someone that's doing that? Well, um, I think one easy way, so I, I call it puking. Uh, it's really <laughs> gross, but it is a good way. To, so there's, <laughs> the puke, there's the pukers of the world, in my opinion. And they're the, the people that go blah, 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 all over things. All <laughs> that's the time, funny. right? They, they can find what's wrong about a glorious day. Like, it's just a mindset. And we all puke. You know, I always joke that, you know, if you make me go golf because I, I have uh, scoliosis and golf doesn't, one, it doesn't feel good. But more importantly, the truth is I stink at golf. I can hold up people like nobody. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, everyone says it's four hours. I'm like, it's six. <laughs> <laughs> it's only four for you? Oh my God. So, but the fact of the matter is when I get out there and I golf, I pee, I'm like, well, you know, where's, you know, where, why can't they serve good wine on a golf course? You know, why do you need so many clubs? And, you know, it's, you know, why do you even need a cart? I only, you know, cause I hit it like, 50 feet, 50 feet, 50 feet. <laughs> I, I get like five gazillion steps with a car. And so right. but the point is we all puke at things. We, we do. It's just that if you're working on something, you want to be surrounded by people who lift you up, right? And in your life, you want to be surrounded by people who lift us up. You know, today I'm hosting, I, um, there, there's a luncheon, that um, I'm attending and I bought a table. It's a fundraiser and I bought a table and my daughter and two of her sorority sisters are coming and some girlfriends are coming. And it's as much about raising money for me, of course, what's more important. And I bought the table. So really it's not like, it's about being with people. And I think that's part of where we're seeing burnout and exhaustion right now. It's been so hard for us because of COVID. We weren't with each other. And that actually decreased our emotional connection to people. And that made us more aggressive because I'm emotionally connected to you. I care. It's a natural thing. And when I'm not emotionally connected, well, I may care, but it's at a different emotional level. Mm-hmm. And so when we find ways to be with people, um, whether it's you know texting someone first thing in the morning, when we give to them, hey, I'm thinking of you. I hope you have a great day. That creates that connection. And that connection lives on the connected side of your emotional brain. So not only do you help someone else rise, you do it for yourself. And there's all kinds of things that you can do around that. You know, I make sure that I take, you know, um, one of my daughters to lunch once a month. She's 
in her 30s. She's got her family. She's doing her thing. But once a month, I make sure that I have time to hear about her and share about myself and build the strength of our relationship. But that takes intentional connection. And I think right now, that's really one of the things that's missing for us and what's causing us to feel, um, you know, almost a lack of compassion for one another. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I think you explained that so well. It's funny. I just had a conversation with my best girlfriend about how we feel like the pandemic has brought us apart in some ways because we were so used to getting together all the time and doing all this stuff and like we're both in our own silos and about how we have to like, like you said, make an intentional connection to keep that relationship going because it's so important to us. And it just has naturally because of COVID kind of suffered. Yeah. And we had all these stresses, you know, for those of us who, you know, we're are raising families that are young, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, lucky both my girls, you know, I can't even imagine if I was homeschooling during COVID. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They'd probably still be in whatever grade two years later. It, like the pressure of that, the loneliness of that, the feeling of ineptness that could have been caused, that's all on the disconnected side of the emotional brain. And imagine we were going through it for months and months. And so we really have to work hard to get out of that habit and move into this habit of, you know, where we have compassion or agility. You know, we we lost a lot of our agility because we really had to play by a lot of rules. And that was important then. But now we need to move into, you know, how can we really contribute again? Contribution is in the connected side of your emotional brain. And so what are you seeing? Like you mentioned that you're seeing more of this right now, particularly given where we're at. Um, how are you working with people and companies to shift and reconnect on that emotional side of our brain? Um, like you, you mentioned just being intentional, but like from a practical standpoint, even. Well, it's honestly with my work in particular, I would say that um, whether it's executive coaching, I'm actually working with people on the issues that they're facing and helping them gain clarity. So I use that model. How can I decrease the emotional stress to help them gain clarity of what they want or where they want to go? And that's the same thing with leaders and organizations. They may know that they want to reinvent something in their business, but they can't. There's just so many issues. There's the, the people issues that are enormous and the, the fact that you know not everybody wants to come back to work and also the dynamics of home life that have changed so much. There's just a lot to it. And so literally, it's about conversation. It's about understanding, peeling back. So when you get rid of the emotional stress, you start to peel the onion back so you have clarity of what is it that you actually want. And then you can decide, okay, here's how to do it. But what happens is we keep trying, you know, we kept doing the how because we were like, how do I keep the business afloat? You know, I had people that, you know, I had to lay off around the globe. It broke my heart. I, and uh, it was worse for them because they didn't even, like they had not done anything to deserve it. And yet we, like to this day, it literally, I have someone who I'm working with who works for me, who's going, looks like they're going to get a job with another company. It's like, how can, how can we just 
stay um, front of mind to assist, you know, and it can be as simple as opening a door or holding a door for someone. We got away from these natural feelings of, of connection with people. Um, and we also uh, have a lot of work with teams, which is a little different um, with teams where we, one, I wrote a book uh, called Aspire to Lead and Aspire to Shine. They're two different books. And in those books, we address what we call the six pillars of intentional leadership and alignment. And what's happened today is a, we're, we're all out of alignment. And those six pillars are for life or for, for work. They have, they, we have the package of for work, but they're for life. And the first pillar is connection. How do, that you're intentionally building rapport with people because rapport builds trust. And then the second is clean communication. It's different than clear communication. Clear is, you know, Stephanie, what happened here? Right. That's clear. Like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to throw you in the dis- I think I threw you right in okay. the disconnected side of your emotional brain. <laughs> clear. It's like when we, you know, say, or if I say to, uh, you know, Bella, you know, what's going on at school? Like, that's clear. Versus clean is asking it in a way or speaking to someone in a way they can hear you. Mm. That's the difference. You see, we think mm-hmm. because we said something, someone's heard it. But that's not it. It's if we say something, how does a person hear you? That's clean communication. I could talk about this for like a whole another hour. So I'll go fast. But then there's compassion, which is it goes beyond caring and empathy. Compassion is about not being in judgment of another person, which we could all use right now. And then there's higher purpose. So standing for your own higher purpose. Like, how am I living my highest purpose at this time in my life? And by the way, our purpose can change. And then a fifth is participation. How am I engaging with people? And how are they engaging with me? And am I intentional in that? And then last but not least, it's 100% responsibility. So when we take responsibility, we can be accountable. And that's powerful. You know, accountability is actually when, when you are in your power because you're getting things done. But a lot of things, you know, when, when we haven't taken responsibility for the situation, and this has caused one of the big concerns with burnout in particular, is that just leaving one job doesn't change your mindset. <laughs> you're changing your environment, yes, but it's a whole new uh, a level of stress in learning all about the new company the new job, the new rules, the new way you get to the office, the new place you have to find for lunch or do you bring your lunch or all that throws you in the disconnected side of your emotional brain. Even though it might feel like if you can stay in curiosity, it'll feel good. But that feeling of just finding new friends in a new in a new work environment. If we haven't dumped our head trash, all we're doing is moving to a new place to have new head trash. Hmm. So burnout is a, like, that's a whole nother day, but yeah. <laughs> we might have to have you come back to talk about I some of these I, other I, things. I, you guys like all day. What are you doing exactly. so much? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just fly over to Phoenix. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. Actually, today it's really beautiful. It's like 84. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> that wasn't very kind. <laughs> that, that's um, okay. This is all 
so fascinating and it makes so much sense. I'm like taking notes as you're talking. Um, well, I think and- these six or these five or six points you just mentioned, just those, you know, kind of going through that almost on a daily or regular basis. And I love how you talk about the clean connection. Clean like, communication. Oh, sorry. Communication. communication. I wrote connection. Yeah, clean. Yeah. Yes. You were right, though. The first one was connection. The first oh, pillar is connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second pillar is clean communication. And, um, and we're not always clean in our communication. Right. Hmm. And a person doesn't necessarily hear what you think you're saying. So right. I feel like that happens a lot in, in communication with people. So... Really... And also we do, we do nice communication over kind. So nice communication is I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to hurt your feelings. Like you get, you, you know, somebody has something in their teeth and you're like, mm, I don't want to say anything. Right. What kind communication is saying it in a way another person can have it. So right. I can say, Hey, you have a little something in your teeth versus yeah. Nice teeth. You know, that would be <laughs> right, so yeah. right. So yeah. there's, and we just, we, we lost because we were on Zoom. So think about our listening skills on Zoom. You know, everybody's oh. doing their email. They click off their, their video so you can't see that, you right. know, they're still in bed. They're, you know, <laughs> who knows they're what's not, going on. They're not today. wearing pants today. They're in the bathroom, <laughs> off video, brushing. Right. Like. <laughs> yeah, they're... And, but you can't be present. You see, clean communication no. is you're present with another person. And yeah. that's really important, really hard to do because mm-hmm. we are, you know, there's social media, there's things dinging on our computers, our phones are dinging. So we have, you know, I, I'm sure you've read uh, Stephen Covey and, and he talks about the four quadrants. And a lot of the things in our life right now are in that not important, not urgent quadrant. Mm-hmm. You know, social media, not important and, and, and not urgent. The, our cell phones going off, a text coming in. Like all of a sudden we squirrel and we lose our energy, which is where, again, back to, you know, it's about your power and your power is always going to be it when you are focused. And when you're focused, you're going to be in the connected side of your emotional brain. So you have clarity. Therefore, you're taking productive action. You're making, yeah. you know, productive, uh, you're taking productive action. You know, I'm, I just read, read this book. It's called um, Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read it. Oh, I've heard of Joe. it, but I haven't read it. James Same Clear. Here. James Clear wrote this book called Atomic Habits. And I got to tell you, one of the things that I, well, there's so many things I loved about this book. And in the book, he writes about that you can add a habit just by, doing it like a little bit, like you can do something for one minute. So today I started lifting weights because I needed to, I need to build my muscle. Right. And every time I go to lift weights, it's a, you know, I can't stand the gym and And when I read this book and I realized, Oh, if I just do it for 10 minutes, that's good. And then maybe tomorrow I'll do it for 10 or maybe the next day I'll do it for 12. that are, that it's all about incremental mm-hmm. versus I got to do, you know, 40 push-ups. I can't even do one, but I got to do 40 <laughs> push-ups tomorrow. And, and so then we get discouraged and that throws us into the disconnected side of our emotional brain where inaction or lack of productive action lives. 
And Stephanie yes. and I work with clients on that all the time, actually, in just taking those really small steps to make tiny changes because they do add up over time as opposed to trying to do 15 things at once and feeling discouraged. So I think true. your your book is going to be such a great resource because I love giving book recommendations and things like that for people, depending on where they're at. Um, and we're not going to have, I just want to put a shout out to everyone to purchase the book, Head Trash. And we're not going to have time today to get into it, but you have a whole pair or a whole um, chapter on like parenting and kids and the head trash that can be instilled at such an early age with school. You know, just thinking back to anyone with kids or just your own experiences, if a teacher ever told you, you know, that you weren't good in math and your whole life, you have this head trash about math and how that impacts you. So um, unfortunately, we were just going to run out of time today, but I just wanted to make that point. You cover so many awesome, um, just it's a very easy to read and um, oh, thank you, pra- practical books. And I, I'm a big fan of bullets and there's a lot of bullet points in here. So <laughs> I'm a big fan of bullets too. It's like, let's yeah. get to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and speaking of practical yeah. um, bullets, Rini, as we start to wrap up this conversation, we love to leave our listeners with some sort of practical tip or strategy that they can immediately implement into their lives. And I know you've given us a lot of those throughout this conversation, but what is something that our listeners can do right now to move away from that head trash? Well, I think really I would just look at how you start your day. What are the habits of your morning? Because it sets, it really, it's like that first domino. And when, when my daughter Bella was home and I was cooking breakfast every morning and making her lunch and getting her ready before I went off to work, I learned early on, I had to just get up a little earlier so I wasn't rushed. So I had a moment of peace that I could get my cup of hot water with my lemon and enjoy it and start in because, and and once I learned that, she went off to school feeling less stressed and it it might've been only 15 minutes where it changed my entire morning. So look at your mornings um, and and how you're setting, you know, uh, there's also, I, I have out, it's called the Joy Journal and it's a compliment to head trash and it, it's made for in the morning and it takes less than five minutes and it asks you like, what's your word of the day? And I, like my word today um, it is about, is connection because I was hanging with you guys and then I'm having lunch with all these women and working on something that's really important to me from a, uh, a standpoint of fundraising. And so it was just about connection. That was my word of the day. And then the next thing is what head trash do I need to dump from yesterday so that you can own it? See, mm-hmm. that's it. And then it moves into what is most important for me to focus on today. Now you're getting into productive action. So I'm shifting you by asking the question. Right? Makes sense? Yeah. And, I love and, this. And it is so easy. I do it every single day. And that's why I put it in a book. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is exactly how yes. I, people say to me. And the last thing, the last question of is, what do you feel grateful for at, the, at this moment? Mm-hmm. And that is really the send off I'll give to you uh, with um, how I look at, you know, the one thing, I guess this is the second thing beyond the morning is, 
do how you end your day. Like, do you stop and not only make sure that you have gratitude in your heart by thinking about what you're grateful for, but also by communicating it to people. Because when we give gratitude to people, it change, it shifts them, but it also shifts us. And, you know, that's really what I'd say. Those two things, how you start, and how you finish. Love it. Absolutely love it. love it. And that joy journal sounds great. I like that it has, you know, questions that you're asking. Yeah, because not all of us are great at journaling. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, but this is, a, this is, you know, I almost hesitated to call it joy journal. It was kind of like a, how do you focus my life? So I'm productive journal. Like, yeah. And it doesn't mean, and when it's like, what do I need to focus on today? It can be, you know, I'm focusing today on being a great mom. And, uh, but, you know, I'm focusing my day on making sure that my family, my home is organized so my family can come home and enjoy it. Like, it doesn't have to be, I'm, you know, I'm doing deals or I'm doing, you know, I'm buying yeah. a Like, it, it right. can be whatever it is that you really need to accomplish that day. Oh, well, I love that. I think that's going to be a great gift of, to give to people too. <laughs> Um, I'm always looking for new new products, especially ones that were created from our guests. Awesome. So, Renee, where can people find you? Um, okay. How how can they buy your book? What are your, um, your, your your different businesses? I know. Yes. So Amazon, um, you can find the book on Amazon. Um, you can also find the Joy Journal on Amazon as well. For resources, which this is really where my heart is, is go to dumpheadtrash.com. You click on resources. Um, you, you have to sign up. I think it's like a VIP thing, but we don't market it. There's nothing, no shenanigans. You don't have to pay for anything. You just can download. There's resources. Also look um, in the media section. There's lot, there's your podcast will clearly be there. And there's other white papers and things. Um, I just completed a white paper on, on burnout. So lots of resources at dumpheadtrash.com. And if you want to speak to me, just reach out to me at Rini at, and that's R-E-N is an Nancy, I-E at poweredbyaspire.com. That's powered, E-D, powered by Aspire, A-S-P-I-R-E.com. And we'll link all of this awesome. up in the show notes. Perfect. Great. I appreciate so, that. As we wrap up this conversation, one question we like to ask all of our guests is, what does the art of living well mean to you? Mm, joy. How much joy is in my life on a daily basis? And I consider this conversation part of my joy meter today because <laughs> you guys are both delightful. And I could be literally like, <laughs> what are we doing for lunch? And so, but yeah, that's to me is it. Is the, the quality of my life is really defined by how much joy is in it. And that's a great meter to, you know, see the quality of your life. It's easy. Absolutely. And, and some it's, days it's not as, you know, it's uh, no. some days it's not as joyful. Let me tell you, you know, right. I, mean, I, I don't want it to feel fluffy because, you know, just memorizing and knowing those shift questions, those things that you got to build muscle, like the habits mm-hmm. that you guys teach and coach You've got to build the muscle and that requires a commitment. And I, you know, it also requires a commitment to look for joy um, and, and ways to create it for yourself and others. Mm-hmm. I think that's, um, I mean, it's beautiful. It's simple. 
And everyone has the ability to do this every day. Just asking yourself those questions, right? Right. It's free and available to all. And you can, Absolutely. You know, it, it could be as simple as giving someone a compliment or holding the door open, you know, can help spark and release more joy. So, and gratitude, right? right? Just being grateful. Like that, again, another thing to just be in that right side of your brain. Yep, yeah. that's correct. Well, you yeah. shared so much amazing insight and tons of resources and tips that people can, I'm, I'm going to start doing myself and for my family. <laughs> I'm super excited. One of the oh, benefits of this you. podcast is we get to meet amazing <laughs> people around the country and the world like yourself. So thank you so much for um, being on our show today. We really appreciate it. I'm here for you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Have a wonderful lunch. Oh, yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.